As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of You Are All Alone. This will be episode 34, Circumstances. And as the title suggests, circumstances dictate DuPaul has to face what's going on around him, what's going on in his life. It'll force him to deal with the mental instability and the struggle he's having within so he can push forward. Because ultimately, they have a mission to complete and he's got to do it. You may notice this episode hitting your feed a few days earlier than normal. I just got a good jump on it, folks. I had a day where I was just on point, so I figured why not release it a little sooner for you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. Also, there should be an update in your feed. It will be for episode 3, Mordarium. I did re-record that and re-release it for you folks, mostly because I could not stand the, f- the original episode, just like I did with episode 1 and episode 2. And I'm going to continue till we get to a point where I'm happy with them. Wanted to give a couple shout-outs to some fellow podcasters, including my co-host over at A Podcast About Something. That's Calvin. He's fucking awesome. We're awesome. And we have a great show. So if you're bored, if you miss me in your downtime, check me out over there. That's A Podcast About Something. Our most recent episode is titled Nature is Fucking Metal. Because it is. So if you're not quite sure what that means, tune in and let us know what you think at alone underscore podcast and a podcast about something i also wanted to give a shout out to hold my popcorn i featured their promos on here before those guys have been giving me some love lately and i really appreciate it it is a great show and if you're looking to just laugh at nonsensical shit being talked about by really smart people then that's the show for you i love it i've listened to every episode some a couple times and they're great guys great show check it out that's hold my popcorn And I also wanted to give a shout out to you listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoy making this stuff for you guys. And it's awesome to see the numbers roll in and to see the people enjoy my stuff too. So here's to cranking out more content for you guys. I'm slowly getting my life to a point where I can devote a little more time to this again. Uh, When I first got started, I didn't have a child and I had a job that I could sit there and work on this for about five hours a day. 
no longer having that, it's made it a little more difficult, but I promise you I will not walk away from this until it's done. So I hope you stay with me along for the entire ride. If you do like the show and want to contact us, the best way to do so is on Twitter at alone underscore podcast or you are all alone podcast at gmail.com. I check those frequently. So if you want to give us a shout out, if you want to just ask a question, feel free. I'd love to answer you. And if you want to help out the show, rate and review us on iTunes. It is super duper duper helpful and we greatly appreciate it. It takes a couple seconds. It's free for y'all. Thank you. Thank you in advance. And without further ado, this is episode 34 of You Are All Alone, Circumstances. I fidgeted slightly the entire time Abe spoke. My glass of wine emptied three times over within the first 20 minutes. Hearing Abe talk about it out loud made it sound too fantastic, and frankly, nearly unbelievable. I hope Jiren would think nothing of it because of this, and the drink which he imbibed in just as much as myself. But, to his credit, he did nothing but sit, occasionally shake his head, and ask Abe to say something again if he spoke too quietly. Like a statue, he sat, the story he heard absolutely shaking the beliefs he clung to, and he didn't even bat an eye. This man had seen some shit. That, or he just didn't mind hearing a good story, but in the end would discount it as just that, a story. I found this outcome unlikely, considering Jiren had evidence right in front of him. With the eloquence in which Abe spoke, and hell, just the sight of him, it made perfect sense. He knows things that no one could know, and we all had seen evidence as well. I imagined he thought we were all slightly insane, but it's hard to refute three people all confirming the same story, on the spot, with no previous prep. As Abe grew closer to current events, I could see Jiren grow more sober despite draining several bottles of wine. Sweat was beginning to form on his brow as well, while his jaw began to work side to side. The telltale signs of anger began to form throughout his features, lines forming around his mouth as it slowly shifted to a frown. And that brings us to the present, or at least until we reach Markaja. Now, with your help, we can move on and continue our journey. Why would I help you? Jiren asked flatly the moment Abe had finished talking. Abe sat, stunned for a moment before finding his grace. Because this world needs to be made whole, and we are the ones with the information to do so. And? You want me to risk everything on a fairy tale? For basically nothing? I came to grips with the fact I would never be a hero, or even a good man a long time ago. Just because a couple kids and a broken old woman come to my door doesn't mean I'll drop everything to assist them on their quest. His face was red and judging by the whites of his knuckles as he gripped the table, he was growing more angry. His voice was louder when he spoke again. You honestly expect me to believe this? Boy, I have been to war. Killed more men, women, and... and children than I could ever count. And in all that time, I never saw a glimmer of what humanity could be as you have described. Only what humanity is. Animals. Out to get what's theirs. So... He turned his attention to me. I would advise you take your friend to a real doctor and sift through these fairy tales to find what is really bop. His voice caught in his throat as Abe's fist crashed through the table before he had Jiren in the air, feet dangling loosely as the breath wheezed out of him in short gasps. My brain took a moment to catch up before I realized what had happened. I rose to put my hand on Abe's forearm, 
the muscle like iron under his robes. He shook me off. Listen to me. I exist. My people exist. Can't you see I'm trying to help you and your people? I had never heard Abe yell like this as he brought Jiren closer to his face and hissed. You are all the same. Mine's closed to the world around you. And if it happens to squeak through your bubble, you discount it as falsehoods. So let me make this simple. You will help us. At least until we can get out of here. And I won't kill you and everyone in this village. Spit had landed on Jiren's face as it grew redder. The muscles in his neck straining to fight against the iron grip Avalon had around it. Both Baba and I were yelling for Abe to drop him. But our voices never reached him as his eyes widened, the anger, fear, and anxiety in a sense of hopelessness forcing his hands tighter like a vice. I racked my brain to find a way to get Abe to stop when one hit me. Jiren, what if there's something we could do to make it worth your while? There's got to be something. His bloodshot eyes shifted to me, his face turning a deep red as he began clawing at Abe's fingers. After a moment of trying fruitlessly, he began to nod slightly as his eyes fluttered shut. The streams of consciousness beginning to fade. Luckily, Abe noticed and sent him down where Jiren immediately crumpled to the floor. He lay there, coughing. Blood and mucus sprang from his mouth as he gasped furiously for air. Abe only stood there, looming over this man as he shifted from side to side and repeatedly clenched his fists. Minutes began to pass as Jiren gathered his composure before slowly rising, still unsteady on his feet. He finally forced his gaze back to Abe, his eyes wild as he threw a punch with his left hand. Connecting with Abe's jaws, a loud crack rang out into the small space, Jiren immediately screaming in pain as Abe's head moved not an inch. In a flash, Jiren threw his feet in the air while he planted his right hand and launched two quick kicks at Abe's neck, the first connecting, ineffective while Abe caught the second. Effortlessly, he gripped Jiren's ankle and yanked him in the opposite direction, Jiren's limp body crashing through the table before he let out a groan of pain. I stood motionless, unsure of what to do as Abe began approaching Jiren, Baba never stopping her cries for Abe to stop. My attention shifted back to Jiren as I heard a chuckle through bloodied mouth and saw his back heaving up and down. Could this guy really be laughing? Before I could answer the question, Jiren was wheeling on Abe with a small blade. The glint of the fire on steel flashing in the dim lighting as it moved toward Abe in a flash. I felt myself lunge forward, my hand outstretched to do whatever I could to stop the blade aiming to kill my only friend. Regardless of how strong Abe was, a blade would cut through him just as much as me. Abe crouched in one fluid motion, using the groove between his thumb and pointer finger to cup Jiren's knife-wielding hand before shooting it skyward. The knife following suit as it left Jiren's hand and embedded itself in the ceiling with a thud. Abe's left hand clutched Jiren's tooth before throwing him across the room where he landed in a heap, remaining motionless. It happened so fast I could hardly wrap my mind around what happened. Quickly it dawned on me that Jiren had learned the hard way, something I already knew. Avalon was special, and I had just seen a side of him I had never seen before. I couldn't help but marvel at my wild-eyed friend, who stood as if nothing had happened when I heard Jiren laughing across the room once again, as Baba appeared to struggle toward him to offer some sort of assistance. Abe began walking toward Jiren like a predator, going in for the kill. Oh, do you want some more? Abe asked as he reached skyward and plucked the knife from the ceiling. Jiren continued to cackle until Abe reached him and flipped him over, his hands raising towards his face to cover it. 
No, 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 I don't want any more. He paused for a moment to spit blood onto his floor. But damn, it's been a while since I felt this alive. The taste of my own blood in my mouth and the ache of my bones from a fight. Oh, how I've missed you. He began laughing again as Abe stood over him in bewilderment. Slowly, the laugh subsided as he began to rise to his feet. I will help you, if you can accomplish a few things for me. And after that outburst, I think you're just the man to do it. It looks like the legend of the Red Death lives on in your friend, Dupal. Jiren yelled, his eyes wild as he smiled through blood and split lips at me. The look in his eyes causing me to grow fearful at what he could possibly need of Abe. I pushed past Abe and helped Jiren to his feet before he brushed me off, fumbling for some water that had sat in a bucket since we first arrived, as well as a soiled cloth for his lips. After steadying himself, he sat down and took a long drink of what remained in an overturned wine bottle before closing his eyes and breathing deeply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Abe, Baba, and I looked on as well as at each other. Fear subsiding from Baba's face quickly as the anger slowly leached from Abe's. None of us knew what to do. So I did the only thing I could really think would be productive at this moment. And simply sat down across from Jiren, eager for our discussion to begin. I need you to kill Michael possibly a few other people. Quite frankly, I can't even be suspected of it, so you're on your own there. Jiren finished casually as he pulled the soiled cloth from his mouth. The blood had began to clot and pulled at the skin, quickly letting more blood well to the surface. My legs bounced up and down, my nerves completely frayed as he finished the list of people he wanted us to kill. And what do we get out of this? My voice beginning to shake toward the end as I attempted to steal myself. A wicked smile responded. See, I, I knew you were the right guy for the job. Nothing but a transaction for you, huh? The final few words barely reaching me as I zoned in and out, having the hardest time focusing on Jiren as he spoke of shedding more blood. Dupal? I snapped to at the sound of Abe's voice, not answering Jiren, but at least meeting his gaze. You all right there, boy? Yeah, fine. 
He eyed me skeptically before continuing. I will contract your transportation, set you up with enough supplies to get you past the sea, and then some, as well as some clothing to blend in better. You two stand out terribly. We will need funds for our destination as well. Whether it is the native currency or tradable bullion... A fierce look shot toward Abe as the words left his mouth, but quickly subsided. You're pushing it, but that's acceptable. I will supply funds for your destination, which is, I might add, the land of Teradum. Abe responded. New information I had yet to hear. That pissed me off. From what I heard, Teradum was a cursed land, full of flora and fauna waiting to tear people to pieces. And the tribesmen who lived there were cannibals. What the fuck was Abe getting me into? Jiren only nodded and poured another glass of wine. Very well. We can talk details later. I need to check on the wounded before a meal and some rest. Jiren drained the glass in one go as Abe nodded and rose while I followed suit. I stopped short of the door as Abe opened and stood halfway out. Is there anything we can get for you, Baba? She pondered that a moment before responding. Some new clothes would be greatly appreciated. These are beginning to stink. Not a problem, Baba. I'll do my best. I was eager to have something this easy to accomplish, and she smiled and lay back down her eyes beginning to grow heavy as she drifted off into another fitful sleep. I turned back to Abe, who now stood fully outside, holding the door open for me as he waited impatiently. You and I need to have a conversation, Ablon, I said curtly as I passed out the door and into the warmth of the sun, the smells of the outdoor immediately clearing my head of the heavy smoke and rot that clung in my nostrils after being cooped up in Jiren's home. Very well, but I first have to have a conversation with Jiren, in private. I eyed him suspiciously, but obliged, deciding to brush the horses down and organize our packs before getting a little stretching in while I waited. I won't be long, Deepal, Abe said without a second look before entering Jiren's home again and shutting the door. The distinct sound of a lock sliding into place reaching my ears. I could even faintly hear Jiren in the background before deciding to get started on my work. A much needed distraction from what dominated my mind since the moment Jiren said kill. The resistance our horses matted hair offered my brush was a welcome one as the pups watched on, their bellies full of some leftover salted pork I had discovered at the bottom of my pack. My horse neighed happily, its tail smacking flies from its hindquarters as I stood on the tips of my toes to reach the top of its neck. Abe had been inside for what felt like forever but I heard no signs of the distress coming through the walls, so I assumed everything was fine. I didn't mind. The quiet was nice before our lives inevitably went to shit once more. My brush pulled a particularly difficult burr from my horse's coat, causing him to stamp the ground slightly and rear his head. I rubbed his snout and patted his neck as I reached for the reins to pull his head closer when something caught my eye. It was the boy from the docks, walking past the entrance to the path to Jiren's home with something heavy. Really heavy. So heavy he was hunched over, his feet barely dragging along as he struggled with the cumbersome object. I found myself oddly happy to see the boy, and set my brush down to go speak with him. Zeus and Cleo watched me lazily as I jogged away, Cleo opting to lay down in the sun while Zeus followed close. Boy! Hey boy! I yelled out, my words falling on deaf ears as Zeus imitated me with one of his intimidating barks. I yelled louder as I neared closer. Boy! Finally, his feet halted and he looked up at me, 
The sight of tears streaming down his dirty face catching my eye. Zeus whined loudly as he sniffed at the air, the sight of him causing the boy to back up in fear. He's fine. Zeus, quiet now. What happened? My concern for the boy was foreign to me, almost appearing to be foreign to him as well. He didn't say anything. Only struggled to pull back the portion of the fabric I now realized was wet with fresh blood. He revealed the mutilated and dismembered corpse of what appeared to be a woman, the skin and tissue already becoming necrotic and releasing a horrid stench once it was exposed. I covered my mouth and nose as my eyes focused on the cleanness of the cuts, the precision, the sign of Elia. It's my mama, mister. His voice so full of sorrow. His tears had halted. No more to give, I had guessed, as we both stood there. Speechless. They, they found her this morning, laid out before the gates, in a pot like some trash. He bowed his head as Zeus nudged his thigh, a whine breaking the silence between us. His head snapped up as he looked at me, anger and fear flooding his eyes as his tears began anew. Didn't they know she was someone's mama? She was my mama, and they treated her like garbage. His voice rang out with several people stopping to look upon us. I ignored them. As I focused on him and him alone, my eyes refusing to leave the sight before me. She wasn't nobody special to no one but me and my family. Why'd they have to kill her, mister? Because of you! A voice screamed internally. The boy finally broke, collapsing to his knees as the bundle of cloth he had used to carry his mother's remains landed with a thud at his feet. I looked around, from the heaving boy my feet to the people who walked by without a care in the world, willfully ignorant of this boy's plight because it had nothing to do with them. My gaze settled back on the boy who had buried his face in his hands while he slowly muttered mama. I did the only thing I could think to do. I owed him this much. I sank to my knees as well and embraced him, drawing him close and tight. He immediately embraced me back and cried harder than I had ever heard anyone cry. I let him, never easing my embrace, never shying away from the pain that poured from this young man who had everything taken from him. We stayed like that for a long time, my knees beginning to ache when his crying finally slowed and he pulled away gingerly. He hid his face in shame, tears a sign of weakness to many if they flowed from the eyes of a boy of any age. Do not hide your sorrow especially not from me. Now stand. Dry your eyes. Look at me. He did as I commanded before his eyes settled on mine, tears brimming and ready to spill anew. Steal yourself, for you have to be strong for your mother and your family. You have to be. Do you have a place we can lay her to rest? He nodded yes. The way, I said as I picked up what remained of his mother and began walking in the direction I had seen him walking earlier. The boy, not far behind as his legs pumped furiously to catch up and take the lead. Well, y'all, that concludes episode 34 of You Are All Alone, Circumstances. And as I mentioned previously, circumstances dictate that DuPaul needs to face the shadows of his mind the evils in his life, and the inevitable blood and death 
that lies before him on this journey. It's funny, when someone's own heart is breaking and their mind is frayed to oblivion, some compassion can still come to the forefront for someone else. And I think that is what keeps us human. I know we ended this episode on a bit of a sorrowful note, but circumstances dictated. Oh, I couldn't resist the pun. I'm sorry, y'all. I won't subject you to any more of my puns or dad humor. Um, I would say I hope you enjoyed the episode, but with how much went on, I would say it's almost hard to. It's, it's a sad place we have to visit before we continue on with our story. And trust me, it will get brighter. I have one more episode before the supplemental episode I will be releasing. And if you didn't catch it in the last episode I mentioned that, it will be for a new character. So super exciting. I cannot wait to get that out there for you folks. If you're a little confused about our supplemental episodes, they're just that. Supplemental episodes kind of add to the story without diving into detail into a mainline story. I find when these things get much past 30 minutes, people tend to not enjoy it as much. They kind of lose track because I do have one of those voices that can kind of put you to sleep. So I instead break them up and add supplemental episodes in the place of a regular episode during the schedule. And uh, I think it overall adds to the story. If you want more of You Are All Alone, like the book version, it's on Amazon, y'all, for $9.99 for a paperback version printed just for you. It's also available in digital for $0.99. Cents. And if you reach out to me and you're super nice, I may just forego that and go ahead and send you a copy for free. It is technically the first book in a series of books I will be putting out. I'm well on my way to finishing the second and then I'll be doing a little rearranging. So these are going to be unique items for the next year or so, and then they will be pulled from the internet forever and be replaced with something I think is a little more efficient. So if you're interested, check out the links in the description below. To all things, you are all alone. And while you're at it, give that link a click that says a podcast about something, because I tell you what, you will not be disappointed, especially after a sorrowful episode like this. You will just want to re-listen to something a little more cheerful, I'm guessing. That's got it in spades. Last episode, we talked about how nature is fucking metal, and we have some pretty uh, interesting thoughts, so check it out and let us know what you think. While you're down there, please rate and review the show. It helps us out a ton, especially in any podcast catcher, listening platform, whatever. iTunes is especially helpful. We're not on any charts, but it certainly makes me, the creator, feel nice, as well as gets the show out there, and it's free for you. So if you could do that, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it. If not, okay. I'm still working on more illustrations, and like I said, once I get my life continuously more on track, we did move and buy a house recently, so there's that. I will uh, get those illustrations out there for you folks. I'm a terribly slow drawer. I like to be very picky, um, so that's kind of what's holding everything up. But I will get those out there for you in the future, and we'll have a final true representation of what DuPaul looks like and how he looks in the world of You Are All Alone from the mind of the creator himself. Once again, I hope you enjoy the episode. This has been episode 34 of You Are All Alone, Circumstances, and I'm Nick Richardson. I'll see you all next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.